Hey, Friday's news wrap-up is brought to you by our friends over at Sonic Drive-In. Sonic is the best place to grab a breakfast burrito in the morning. And right now, their premium breakfast burritos are buy one, get one free. That's right, buy one Ultimate Meat and Cheese Burrito or Super Sonic Breakfast Burrito and get one absolutely free. It's only a limited time on that one, and it's only here in Rock Springs, of course. And, uh, you know, in the past, it was about 10.30 in the morning. You didn't really want to uh, get some breakfast, uh, kind of in between lunch, breakfast. Well, you know what? Sonic's menu is open all day long. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you want. You can get anything you want on the menu all day long. Stop by Sonic today, 97 Gateway Boulevard in Rock Springs. Welcome once again to the Friday wrap-up here on Local 307 Podcast Network. I'm Dave Arambell, along with Gary Collins and Stephanie Thompson. And uh, guys, we had a kind of an interesting uh, week of news coming up or this past week. Uh, starting with Tuesday evening, we started getting a lot of phone calls and messages on our Facebook board about uh, a loud boom. Yeah, we uh, some people said there was an explosion and, you know, others, uh, you know, thought it might have been trains, you know, hitting each other down mm-hmm. there uh, in Bunning Yard. And and so we obviously uh, started calling and making and asking some questions and right. come to find out some uh, young uh, <laughs> uh, teens were having some fun with some Tannerite. That's right. I don't <laughs> know if anybody, have you ever shot at Tannerite, like the Tannerite uh, loads? Yeah. No, I haven't. You have? Yeah, I've shot a lot of it. Is it pretty yeah, crazy? It's, it sounds like a huge explosion. Yeah, that's great. You know, what got me is that people were saying that they could feel the, the ground shake underneath them. Oh, yeah. It's just like a bomb. Yeah. Unbelievable. Well, apparently this happened right out at the base of White Mountain by Sage Elementary and Pilot Butte. And these kids were kind of lucky because they uh, they shot them on a, a public access road. It was on private land. It was on Anadarko land. But had they been just a, a half a mile down the road or even maybe closer than that they would have been on blm land and they probably would have ended up going to jail (laughs) (laughs) you know and you know of course we were all teenagers once out there having fun in the desert that's why we live in wyoming but you know if you're going to go out and do that find uh, make sure you're shooting where you can uh and and be safe yeah right i mean those explosions are huge and lucky those kids didn't get hurt yeah all right so next uh we're looking at the, the Seawater County School District number one. Uh, the Board of Trustees were looking at the level of graduation rates over the past 13 years, and uh, they're exploring new ways to increase the, the number of seniors that are graduating. So um, it shows from uh, 2007 to 2019, their average was just over 74% of students graduating. Uh, the peak was um, in 2011 and 2012, which it was around 78%. Um, of Rock Springs High School seniors graduated, and then the lowest rate was back in uh, 2007 and 08 when it was only uh, 67% of seniors graduated. So uh, that was uh, some of the news that we looked at this week coming mm-hmm. out of the school board. So, one, And one of the things that the school district is looking to do is, is offer more certification-type classes for kids that maybe don't want to necessarily go to college but want to get into some type of a field like automotives or things like that. And uh, through the academies and other programs, uh, school district one, yeah, they're offering those types of things for kids to move on beyond high school. All right. And Stephanie covered the uh, spelling bee this past week. Stephanie, how did that go? Yeah. Well, for the first time, uh, according to Eastside Elementary School, 
It was the first time ever that one of their students had won the Sweetwater County Spelling Bee. Um, after 10 rounds of tough competition, sixth grade Eastside Elementary student Talia Guerrero walked away with first place. Um, and not awesome. only did she yeah. get first place, she got a, a one-year Western scholarship, a trophy, wow. a medal, and she gets to compete at the state spelling bee, which is March 11th, March 11th at Western Wyoming Community College. So right here in town again this year. Um Coming up second was Christian J. McCartney. He was also a sixth grade student, but at Lincoln Middle School in Green River. And then coming in third out of 46 competitors was eighth grade student Ashton Kelsey, and he was from the Rock Springs Junior High. So sounds like quite the competition, and it's it's very nice that they get to have state right here in town. I always wonder what the what was the what was the word that she had to spell to to win the competition. You know, she couldn't remember. She's just a very laid back young lady and very impressive and she just seemed very calm cool and collective and maybe that's what you need to be to win a spelling bee right. did any of you do spelling bee when uh, you were younger? i think like way back in yeah, grade school I did, probably i, did. I, think I, I did high school and then never got that far yeah <laughs> i still remember like sixth grade on my team this gal i won't say her name on here but <laughs> she misspelled faucet and we lost oh no <laughs> did she spell it like farrah faucet yeah, yeah. f-a-w-c-e-t-t yeah. so we never talked to her again <laughs> well uh guys after a after a lengthy time um in jail and uh, a, a lot of court processes Alexis Morgan, she was sentenced to 13 to 19 years in the Wyoming Women's Correctional Center in Lusk for her role in a drug trafficking operation that resulted in the arrest of 26 other people. If you guys <laughs> kind of remember that last uh, summer, it was around July, that's uh, she was arrested. And then subsequently, over the next couple of months into September, these other people that were involved in this drug ring that really stretched into Arizona, Nevada, parts of California, uh, they all were arrested. And uh, Alexis uh, Morgan and her uh, father were actually kind of the heads of the drug ring. And uh, he has not yet been uh, sentenced, but uh, she was this past week, 13 to 19 years in the Wyoming Women's Correctional Center in Lusk. And I imagine that the, the chips are going to start to fall with uh, these other people that were involved in the in the drug ring as well. Yeah, that was a, a big bust and, and, you know, great job to the law enforcement agencies that cooperated on mm -hmm. that and, um, you know, and were able to, to get some of those people taken care of that, you know, were, were providing those drugs. Mm -hmm. Heroin and methamphetamine was pouring into Sweetwater County through this drug ring and uh, it looks, sounds like they pretty much got them all, so that's good. So one thing coming out of the third district court is uh, they're discussing the need for a fourth district judge, um, and they were discussing that with two other county commissioners. And so currently, uh, third district has three judges, one serving in Cameron Evanston. And so Judge Lavery uh, says the number of cases each judge is seeing indicates that you know they believe that there should be four and a quarter judges. And so to get another judge, they need to approach uh, legislature to find. To fund, I'm sorry, to fund the new judge. Um, they're saying the most economical way to get a judge uh, would be to place them in Kemmer, and then they could also have them help out with some cases in Sweetwater County. Um, you know, Lavery also said that seems to be more of a short-term option because eventually um, they will they do want a fourth judge in Sweetwater County with the amount of cases that they right. have. Well, the, the amount comes. of caseloads they have is intense. I mean, I know you guys, we go to court all the time, but for the public who doesn't go up there, it is intense with how many cases they have stacked and the amount of caseloads that they have is just 
unbelievable for them to try to do all that with just the judges they have. Yeah, quite quite a few cases come out of the circuit court to district. Um, a lot of them are, uh, are pretty difficult cases, and I can I can see where maybe they would need the need uh, they have the need for a, a couple more judges. You know, and I was looking back at our agenda um, over, you know, we do a content meeting each week. And, you know, some of the things I was going to talk about are some of these wins, the Red Tide Gala. I know we mentioned this last time, but, you know, their their goal was only around 150000 for their event this year. And they actually went over 160000 mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. cause. Uh, you know, Tiffany does an amazing job there with that. So, you know, I just wanted to bring that up again, how great of a, a cause that was. And so um, <clears throat> another thing that, you know, we were looking at, is uh, this coal uh, history series that um, local journalist Paul Murray wrote for us, and that was really engaging um, online and on Facebook. I encourage anybody to get on there and check that out. It's a three-part series um, because, you know, coal uh, was a huge part of of Rock Springs, and, um, you know, most people don't realize, you know, right downtown here where our office is, you know, Mm -hmm. there was a mine right down there, right? Mm -hmm. My grandfather worked in that mine. Oh, did he right here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it's really... Um, interesting. Uh, they have some nice maps there in the city hall here in Rock Springs of all those mines, um, you know, and pretty much we're right here on top of that. So, um, and also I know that you also, uh, Stephanie mentioned the blood drive. Um, that was another great cause that, mm-hmm. um, you know, I was just going back over and thinking of all the great things that have happened lately and the community always comes together to really help out, um, which leads us to make a wish coming up mm-hmm. um, for both Rock Springs and Green River, which is always a really friendly rivalry and so uh, we're going to see how that turns out. So um, uh, coming up also this week, uh, the commissioner's meeting is going to be on Tuesday. And uh, one of their big items is this addition of uh, Unit 8 for, for Jenner. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it seems like uh, recently with the closure of Halliburton and, and Slumberjay, the um, the oil and gas thing is kind of leveled off a little bit, but Trona seems to be roaring, and that's really good with the expansion of, uh, of this unit out here at Jenner. Yeah, and for most uh, people that are from the area, they probably know, but, um, you know, right there outside of Green River, it's the Trona capital of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, very unique to our area. It provides, you know, many jobs, and, you know, it's, it's something that I think, you know, we, we're very proud of uh, as being here from uh, Seawater County in southwest Wyoming. Helps a lot of families, and mm-hmm. it's great to see them make an investment like that into our community. Yeah, for sure. And then there's going to be some other meetings coming up this week. The Rock Springs City Council meets on Tuesday evening at seven at city hall uh, one of the items that they'll look at is a resolution accepting and approving uh, approving um fireworks production contract for the july 4th fireworks show and that's going to cost cost roughly about twenty thousand dollars well i know you know a few years back that was contentious <laughs> to get rid of the fireworks show but yeah. uh, no it's nice to see uh that, that that's back on there and and uh you know, it's crazy to think uh, uh, the cost of that, but uh, people do go out and enjoy that, and it's a great celebration. And and uh, I, when I think of July 4th, I, I'm hoping for that weather. Uh, I wish it came sooner. <laughs> right. Uh, it's starting to turn the corner, though. It looks like it's feeling a little <laughs> like spring. Oh, today right? is a beautiful day. Right. And Valentine's Day for anybody that's yeah. out there listening. Um, so... Um, a few other things that are coming up. I just wanted to mention the CDC's having their big 80s event on March, Saturday, March 7th. And then the Young at Heart Senior Center is having their casino night event that they do um, on the same day, Saturday, March 7th. So, uh, you know, catch one and hit the other and, and both great causes and, and, and good uh, community organizations. That 80s night sounds kind of fun. You know. 
I'm um, thinking like Marty McFly <laughs> or something. You know? I, wanna, I think if I dug around in the attic, I might be able to find something. From, oh, I'm sure you can, dude. <laughs> I think I could get the crimper out, get my hair right, crimped. Right. Got a glitter glove in there somewhere. <laughs> you know, another thing that was real popular um, over the past uh, weekend, I don't know if you all were able to see the the chili cook-off winners for uh, Western Wyoming Community College, mm-hmm. their big event. And it's really fun to see people get downtown and try all the chili. And, and mm-hmm. I loved looking at those photos. I didn't get a chance to attend myself. I was out of town. But, um, you know, that seems to be a, a growing event that yeah. they're doing during homecoming mm-hmm. week there. And so uh, congratulations to those winners. Yeah, and Western did a great job with their homecoming this year and of course it culminated with the the big game winner on saturday night when the uh the mustangs knocked off casper college on a buzzer beater we braden and i actually happened to be there and what a lot of fun that was so nice job by western in their homecoming this week and i also have notes here too you know braden he does such a great job covering all all sports but one thing he really enjoyed last year is he traveled um to uh, the new, uh, National Junior College Wrestling Championship and he got to watch the Mustangs and you know they ended up taking eighth but you know talking to Coach Castillo he really feels this could be the year and you know he doesn't want to put a jinx on on the team but he really has a strong team and um, you know I think Braden is planning on going there again Council Bluffs and uh, would love to see them uh, take it this year so mm-hmm. you know let's get behind those Mustangs yeah Art's done a great job up there with that wrestling program yeah, and we're also uh, keeping an eye on on the uh, Laura and, and Robin Etienne ar- um, arraignments, and Dave has been covering mm-hmm. that. Um, Robin Etienne was the dispatch center director, um, and he's been charged with, um, it looks like, creating this Amazon Prime account, and um, it was around $7,000. Right. Um, his charges were the, uh, theft, um, an unlawful use of a credit card, among some other charges. So um, that's coming up, mm-hmm. and and I know you're keeping an eye on that for everybody. Yeah, he was bound over to district court, and that date has not quite yet been set. So, and I think you know, last but not least, Stephanie, uh, Mike Kiggins, uh, almost 30 years with uh, the city of Rock Springs. Um, you know, I, I've sat in a few meetings with Mike, and he was really great at his job and and passionate about. Um, animal control in Rock Springs, and I, I think I just, uh, it'd be nice to just say congratulations to you, Mike, and and thank you for your service. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it sounds like he had a very fulfilling career. I know at the council meeting when they were recognizing him, they were teasing him about the time he had to catch a kangaroo out at the fair. So <laughs> it sounds like he's he's captured more than just some cats and stray dogs around the neighborhood. All right, Dave and Stephanie, uh, happy Valentine's Day to both of you. And I uh, hope Thank you both you. have a great weekend. And, you as well. and thanks, you everybody, for tuning in.